1: They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
0: Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host, here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back for Arfield. what a overleg. Scott Darvill. He's been thrashing that recently, and all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley will win the next ball. It's Sorori now. Gone the outside, decent. Run. Quickly finds Benson in
1: space at the byline. Can got get a goal here? Back for Brownell.
0: Can he go on the outside, comes inside, he's a shot, and a goal, Manuel Benson once more, that is top class. Burnley have done it, fantastic, Clarice deserve the championship title, they've been the best side throughout the campaign, Burnley have won the second tier, what a fantastic achievement, the players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everybody, and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full time show with me, Joe Edmund. After our Boxing Day defeat against the Scousers at the Turf, um, probably a game of two halves again, just like the Fulham game was. But of course, this time we, we didn't manage to come out on top. As you can see, just the two of us today, myself, Joe Edmund, and Sam from Claret's Roundup. How are you doing, mate? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad
1: at all, considering
0: yeah did you have a good christmas did you have a good christmas it was lovely mate it was lovely did you i did mate thank you very much i'm wearing my burnley shirt i got a barely shirt christmas i love it i love it santa brought me a burnish i love santa for that thank you um <laughs> But after all the after all the defending I've given for the yellow shirt <coughs> on the podcast and in the WhatsApp group and on the socials, it's the one that I don't have. The only one that I don't have this season now. So the proof's in the pudding. Maybe I do prefer this one and maybe Santa, Santa do that. Um, no Neil today. Um, he actually has a life. Uh, obviously, with it being Christmas, he's spending time with family and, uh, and stuff like that. Me and Sam evidently do not have one. Um, my family's downstairs starving because I've not fed them yet. Um, that's obviously a joke before social services get involved. Um, <laughs> He, he can feed himself, he's fine. <laughs> um, but before we get started, I just want to remind you all that the Turfcast podcast, full time show. Is officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance are a local car finance company who specialize in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one to one personalized service. Their finance first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance deal in a deal tailored to suit you, and they can even settle any existing finance agreement to swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between Wave Car Finance and Turfcast, if you mention Turfcast Podcast to them, they will give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend at the Burnley FC club shop on completion of your finance deal. So why not pop down to their stunning showroom in Wallet or give them a call or even just send them an email or a message on social media to start your new car adventure today. And please remember to mention Turfcast. We do not get anything if you mention Turfcast, but you will get £200 worth of Burnley FC merchandise, basically, and what a better time to do it than January, because it'll be the January sales soon, I'm presuming, if the club are gonna do them. Um they normally do, so I'm sure some things will be, will be um will be cheaper. But yes, get your comments coming in. Um it's Christmas, so I think I think I think the numbers might be you know a little bit lower today. Um, but we'll get still getting some comments coming in, which is great to see. Inky punk says, Morning, laddies morning. Andy Benny says, Morning, chaps. Decent performance overall. Just a shame that we can't take our chances. Kenny's in the live. He's always commented on the stuff. He's Kenny. It's good to see you on the live, mate. He says, hello from Canada. Uh, James, the lad, says, morning, guys. Have you seen the video of the guy tumbling down the Bob Lord stand? Merry Christmas to you. I have not, actually, mate. I have not. If somebody can at me um on Twitter with it please um i have not seen that I've not been as um focused on the socials and stuff over the last few days for obvious reasons um so um uh, yeah I didn't even <clears throat> do much pre-game stuff yesterday if I'm being honest with you I just I just went to the match uh Roger's in the chat he says morning lads morning buddy but yeah I just want to I'll bring Andy's comment back up on screen there Sam because we're going to get into the um the match first obviously what we always do is do the th- thoughts on the game first so we'll do that i personally thought like i said in the intro it's kind of like a game of two halves i think first half we was passive um, we didn't really get into the game we were showing them too much respect standing off them in the middle um and i thought as much as i love sander burge and brownhill and how much how better they've got recently i thought in the first half they were quite passive the game was passing mm. them by and i feel like the midfield battle wasn't being won however second half Apart from that first 10 minutes, when it was just more of the same, that disallowed goal kind of gave us a bit of a lift, bizarrely, um, when they got that one ruled out for VAR. And then after that, berger was started getting a stranglehold of the game. Um, mm-hmm. He took Trezor off, Um, and we'll get into Trezor in, in a minute, because he got a bit of stick, and I'm not particularly sure why. Um mm-hmm. But then he took Trezor off, and he brought Goodmanson on. And the two in midfield started winning the battles, then and, and they weren't, you know, giving as much time and as much respect as they were doing. Um, and, you know, they, they didn't have as much time on the ball. And we started to get into it. And that set that mm. second half, after the first 10 minutes, was much better. So it left a lot of people leaving, thinking, oh, we played well and we were lucky, which I think second half we did. And if any of them chances that uh, Burge had or or Goodmanson had, Falter, you know, Foster or... Well to be fair I would have thought that Gudmundsson oberge would have done better with him headers but pretty much anyone else then who knows we might have got a goal and had a bit of a late flurry because uh, it would have been 1-1 at that point obviously um so yeah but then first half wasn't great second half much better in my opinion Sam your thoughts please mate
1: Yeah I thought um I thought we were I thought we were better than I thought we were going to be um, that's partially down to the fact that the VAR decisions did go our way. I have to admit, I don't think they're. I don't think they're second.
0: Yeah, that, that, that foul, I've not seen it back, but at the it's time, I didn't think it was a foul. And people no. watching it like yourself and seeing the replays have said it's not a foul. It could have been four or five at half time. To be fair,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, I think it was it was another situation of with us we don't work as a perfect unit constantly like if the defense is doing really well the attack's not doing very well if the attack's doing really well the defense is the thing letting us down in the first half it was that way where the defense had let us down because we were getting split open left right and center every time they went forward they created a chance there was a disconnect between the defense and midfield for most of the attacks and then in the second half it was the defense were pretty solid and limited them to a couple of half chances. And then when we were attacking, we were winning the ball back in such good positions and we just couldn't get that final pass to stick or the balls across the box were so poor. Like we put yeah. so many balls into the box at the beginning of that second half. Like Vitinho's crossing to the box and and stuff like that. And it was it was it it doesn't give you a good opportunity to score if you loop the ball to the back post with nobody there. You want to just try and get the ball into the danger area and hope it bounces. Um, but then again, performance-wise, I think you've gone up against a team that's top of the league now and, and gave, gave them a pretty decent game. I don't think we looked yeah. like we didn't belong in the division in a game like this like, that we have done before. I think we've had we had better performances like a brilliant performance from james trafford i thought it was unbelievable i think um i think trezor was great as well anybody giving him stick i don't know what you watched. there was a couple of occasions where he gave the ball away but he was one of the yeah. only c- creative bright spark type players in the team trying to get us forward and in the yeah. so
0: occasions he did that but yeah we'll move on to that then now because yeah. obviously but we'll mention Trezor because um, there was um, a tweet I saw at half time that I shared, and I didn't mean it to be like, oh, look at this dickhead sort of thing. I shared it because I was like, I'd already seen a comment before, and I'm sat there watching it, thinking he's, he's playing really well. Yes, yeah. he did give the ball away, but he was the only person in that first half that was running at defences, trying to make things happen. Mm-hmm. He, his first touch is incredible. Incredible. It's up there with Stephen Defoe's first touch. The amount of times just yeah. brought it down effortlessly and then cut inside so brilliantly as well, which is obviously what company wants him to do, um, which is fair enough. But I thought he was class and I thought he played really well. I do worry that he might be um, the new Dwight McNeil with the fans just because he sometimes isn't sprinting 24-7 that people are mm. oh he's not interested he doesn't want to be here he's he, he's terrible and because he gave the ball away two or three times when he's trying to make things happen I'd rather him give the ball away trying to make things happen than cut back and give it to Sander in the field and and, and you know and, and just and just come backwards all the way to the keeper um so yeah I was disappointed with the reaction on Trezor. I thought mm. Trezor played very very well and it sounds like you agree with me there pal yeah 100% mate
1: I think you know people people need to look at certain parts of football and realize that certain players are there Yes, to play as part of a system, but and I think it's probably because we've had two managers now that are very system oriented. You know, it doesn't cater to individuals. You have to play your part in the system, otherwise the system falls apart. But Mike Trezor is an individualist type player. He's got great feet and he's very, very creative. And sometimes he doesn't he, his best game isn't being told to run up and down and bust a gut to get back to the halfway line to then get forward, because he's a player that that seems like, from what I saw yesterday, who plays well in bursts. Like, when he gets the ball, he can be creative. He cuts inside. That that one where the ball came down, he just took it first touch inside, straight past Alexander-Arnold, yeah, yeah, with yeah. his first touch. And we were like three again, three against four, and he played the ball across the box, and then Lyle couldn't pass the ball to Vettinho. It's like, for me... He's the type of player that, like when we had Benson, you turn around and you say, Benson's not playing the system. Benson's just going to do what Benson's good at. So he's going to cut in on his left foot and have a shot. He's going to go at his man on the right. He's going to go at his man on the left. He's going to use his quick feet and just go. He doesn't have to do the up and down running. He doesn't have to make the inverted runs. You need to just let certain players just be expressive. And I feel like he's getting lost in this system type play where all the other players fit that system. He... He's not that player, clearly. He clearly doesn't, he isn't a system player. And yeah, you could argue, you know, putting him in there, in a system where the team needs needs to gel and needs to play as one big functioning unit. He might not work, but for me, he was one of the better players on the pitch yesterday and one of the players that really got you up off your seat and you thought, like, oh, he's got the ball back now. Like, oh, he's just made a great turn. He's going to get us forward. He was playing the ball left. He was playing the ball right. He was running himself. He was beating his man. He was putting good balls into the box. So I just think, you know, give him time and the performances will come and maybe he will fit the system a bit better and start playing the system more. But you can't look at certain players and just because they don't run around 100 mile an hour like Ashley Westwood used to do and Ashley Barnes used to do, like, does not mean that they're not a good player. Like, sometimes you just have to look at what a player can do and, what, and not what they can't.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. I completely agree. I feel like he got a bit of unnecessary stick yesterday, as I said. But James, lad, says, Trezor did well, wish he stayed on longer than he did. I agree with that, um, but I do feel like it started to tire a little bit at that point. Mm. He uh, wasn't getting into the game that much in the second half, or everything that I've just said. Um, and I feel like the change might have come at the right time. Because um, JBG did well when he came. I missed a couple of sitters. Um, well, the one sitter, but but we'll, we'll, we'll mention that later on. Uh, keep your comments coming in, though. Colin McGlynn says, Good morning, played okay yesterday. Kenny Bridges says, uh, we could have won that if we took our chance, and I'm still half asleep. Apparently, it's 5 a.m. over there. So, thank you for tuning in at that time, mate. Um, uh, Mark Mardson says third centre midfielder needed in the starting 11. Never been good enough in midfield playing with only two. I think in certain games like yesterday, I think the first mm. half, you could make an argument for that. But say, like, well, you know, maybe against Villa as well would be a good, a good case uh, for that. Um, but playing against, you know, your Lutons at home and stuff like that, I think we'll be all right with just the two. Um, Andy Benny says, at least we've started keeping the games longer to give ourselves a chance of a result, even against top teams. Yeah, you could say that. That's a fair point, mate. However, it could easily have been three or four at half time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had the one that was disallowed that shouldn't have really been disallowed um, and Trafford made some good saves. But to be fair, that's what Trafford's there for. Um, so, yeah, people uh, when people always make the argument, oh, your keeper kept you in the game, that, that's literally what he's there for. So mm-hmm. Or your striker scored the goal, that is, yeah, bar me that argument. Uh, and Stuart Rhodes, uh, he says, hi, guys, thought we showed far too much respect to Liverpool in the first half. Berg looked like he had a big Christmas dinner. Yes, mate, we said that at the very start, didn't we? Um, I thought Sanderberg um, was a little bit poor in the first half yesterday, but came better into the game second half yesterday. Um, to be fair, I thought he played well in the second half. Um, you've mentioned Trafford already, mm-hmm. and I just briefly mentioned him then. Um, another great performance from Trafford. Uh, kept us in the game in the first half, but that's what he's there to do. Um, and, you know, he's just looking a bit better than what he used to, isn't it? It's not just the shot stopping, which I feel like has improved, even though everybody said or well, constantly says there's never been an issue with his shot stopping, but I do feel like he's a bit more of a presence now. He tries to come for crosses, sometimes gets caught out in them, but didn't yesterday, Um collected a couple of crosses, came out of his area, played like a bit of a sweeper keeper a little bit at some point. Um I, I think I saw a stat the other day, uh, Solent, if you're in the chat, he is um, uh, yesterday, sorry, that he made like eight saves in the first half or something mm-hmm. like that. So uh, a great performance from Trafford and... Um, obviously, Isaac in the WhatsApp group, you'll have seen him on the, on the fan reaction, said yesterday that he kind of felt bad for giving him some stick earlier in the season. But I'm, I'm on the argument that, that kind of you put back in response to him, like, Well, he wasn't good enough at the start of the season, so mm-hmm. that the stick that they were giving him was justified, but now he's coming out the other end of it. And if anything, all yeah. that stick and him standing by it and not being dropped, which we all called for him to be, to be fair, but mm-hmm. him not being dropped has given him that confidence and will make him better for it and make him a better keeper. But I think we're really starting to see the best of Trafford now
1: yeah i think it's it's the best part of of be of you know being a football fan and stuff like that is like some people can start slow but eventually they they do they do come back round eventually and we've listen we've watched we've watched james trafford this season concede like fourteen goals in three games like And as much as that's not just down to him, and we have called that out as well, that the defence has been one of our biggest issues so far this season, James Trafford's still a huge part of that. And there's some chances that have gone in that maybe he should have saved. His command of his box was poor. And his ability to play the ball left and right was poor. And still isn't his greatest attribute. But his shot-stopping ability has become absolutely fantastic. And he's, he's... ability to keep us in games now is what's becoming paramount and it's a little bit similar to what we used to have with Nick Pope like Nick Pope didn't have great distribution we never expected I mean we weren't playing that style of football anyway but Nick Pope didn't have great distribution even up to Chris Wood he couldn't even kick the ball up to Chris Wood sometimes it was that poor. but his ability to keep us in games is what made us you know a a good a, a good team and a good goalkeeper and he's keeping us in games with these saves and that's what we need like We need to not be down and out in the 25th minute, two goals down. Because one goal down already feels like a mountain task for us at the moment. Two goals down is game over. Like we we will not. I don't think we'll come back from a a two goal deficit all season to pick up any points. Like and I I know it's really pessimistic, but I've watched 18 games of it now, and and I haven't seen a single game where we've gone down. and, And that statistic still shows that Burnley are the only team in the league that haven't picked up any points from a losing position this season. Yeah, Not even one point. So, yeah, I think Trafford's ability in goal has got a lot better. I think he's getting a lot more used to his defenders. He's getting a lot more used to playing in the Premier League. And I think we're only going to see, we're only going to reap the benefits of keeping him in the team, even though some of us didn't agree with the fact that you know he should have stayed in the lineup this long at the time we're now reaping the benefits of him staying in you know in the lineup for this long so fair play to him he's really he's really come out of his shell and he's been really good
0: yeah, no, I agree. He's been fantastic the last few games. Um, I believe I've not looked back at the goals yet, but I believe Michael Owen gave him a lot of criticism for the second yesterday. Um, obviously, I don't think. Did you manage to get to the game yesterday? I don't think you did. Did you? No. Christmas. Um So what? What was? Did he go through his legs that second goal?
1: I remember it. Who scored the second goal? When? Were, oh, Jota, um, your, right? Your your yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not being funny, but the the kids like. If they're, like, two yards away from him, he gets into yeah. oh, the middle like, he could have hit it above him, it had gone in, he could have hit it to the left, to the right, it doesn't make a difference. It was going to go in, like, it, the, game was, the game was either going to go one way, it was either going to go Burnley, throw loads of men forward and pick up a goal, or they throw loads of men forward and get caught on the counter-attack. And that's what happened. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. is what it
0: is. Like, I'm not going to put any blame on someone conceding a goal on the 93rd minute. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, it's just what Michael Owen said. But I I did say at the time, because obviously it was a tight angle. So when it went in, I did say at the time, like, oh, bloody hell, good finish that to, to my dad next to me. Um, but uh, yeah, um, you mentioned there, like, he's, he's getting used to his uh, defenders in front of him. Um, and it's not just the defenders in front of him now. We're looking at a pretty settled team, aren't we? It's mm-hmm. looking like Vincent. One of the things we said earlier on was we need to Vincent needs to find his favourite starting eleven, and I feel like he's found it now. There might be a couple of debates in there that people may have personally. I know O'Shea's done did well yesterday. I would personally prefer to see somebody else in there, uh, namely Ekdal. But all right, yesterday oh, he didn't really have. I, I, I didn't I, see any major errors from him. I'm I'm
1: starting to get like a little bit frustrated with him now because like there is a. There is a time Did he give the ball away? Like,
0: what was it? I, I, I don't remember any major errors from it. It's either. not
1: major errors. It's little things with him. Like, for example, for that second goal, like, it's just such a brain-dead way of defending. Coming for the ball that far, taking a touch that big in front of you, and then he didn't even put an actual tackle and he just kind of trailed yeah. his right foot towards the ball. And then he put us under pressure from doing that. Like, yeah. if he would just lumped it up the pitch like he should have done, or... Actually put his body in the way of, of, of the oncoming midfielder to try and win the ball back. But he kind of just went like he kind of just like flailed the right leg at it to see if see if he won the ball, and he didn't. And then it was four against three, all because of his yeah. eight poor first touch and second not putting an actual tackle in. Like that's criminal defending. Like and the one of the other things as well is his passing ability is absolutely horrific. It's so bad. Like he, he makes one good pass out of like eight. He doesn't play the ball with any conviction to anybody. He just, he just kicks it and just sees where it goes. He, he doesn't yeah. like, he doesn't pick a target and play it and, and, and playing out from the back and playing the style that we do. He does not suit that play out from the back style as well, because when we give him the ball, like um, I, I can't remember the exact situation, it's very minor and it's going to sound really pathetic, but we got the ball from Trafford and he played it to O'Shea and he had, he turned and he had Vertino to his right and the pass was on for about two or three seconds. And he waited and waited and waited to the point where Darwin Nunes was right in front of him. But Salah was then right slap bang in the middle of, like literally did sandwiched him basically. And rather than just hoofing up the pitch off, picking a pass, he literally played it to Trafford, who had that much space between him and Salah. And then Trafford kicked the ball out of play, and everyone was like, oh, bloody hell, Trafford. It wasn't Trafford. It was O'Shea's dead pass to Trafford. And O'Shea puts people under so much pressure. And I've found that with everyone. He does it to Sander Berge in midfield. He gives him a ball where someone's right on his back, and Sander's got to turn really quickly or make a quick pass. He does it with Brown. Or like, he just needs to calm down in games. But if he's not a ball-playing centre-half, then we need to look at bringing in a ball-playing centre-half because, honestly, he kills us in so many situations. He's had better games, and we've given him praise for it. But overall, his ability on the ball, and defensively, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it, other than him pulling out of the tackle yesterday. I'm kind of all right with his aerial ability and things like that. But his ability to play out from the back, is worse than James Trafford's
0: and James yeah. Trafford
1: was getting stick for his passing ability and O'Shea is yeah. not getting any and I, oh, I think his enough. passing ability is awful
0: yeah fair enough it's interesting that because as a comment here from Sue who says uh, saw a stat that says O'Shea is one of the best five defenders in the league on the stats I don't know how that works I can imagine where that stat's come from and who's put it out there um, I presume it's based on aerial duels and, and tackle duels um, but he loses concentration too easily and that's exactly the problem with him he does lose concentration uh, too easily and that's probably the reason why his passing isn't isn't the best he's probably just mm. not thinking um, for an example but uh, what I was saying before all that is like that there's Debates in certain areas with that team. For me, I'd have O'Shea out and Ekdal in still, but it's mm. hard to say that when that st- We still haven't really seen him playing this league yet. Ekdal could come in and, and could be dreadful. It could because <clears throat> he's not very. He's not very fast. He has a better footballing brain, in my opinion, uh, than the two defenders. Uh, but he could be getting caught out. So we'll see. I would still like to see Ekdal, but. In front of him, you've got now got a settled defence. So when Taylor's available, you've got Taylor on the left and obviously Vettino on the right with the two in the middle that we just mentioned, Bayron or O'Shea. Uh, and then the midfield two now of, uh, of Brownell and Sander. Who have come on leaps and bounds recently? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that I'd say now that the wingers, I know Trezor's only started the one game recently, but I'd say the wingers are probably what company would want. Maybe the only bit that he might chop and change here and there in the upcoming games with um, Trezor on the left and Alderweireld on the right, and then obviously Foster up front. Um, do you mm-hmm. think that's that's that's? Um, company's team now do you reckon is anything that you change obviously potentially O'Shea out judging by the rant that you just had at well, Ekdal in. the thing is though like I do, uh, but th- then this
1: is the thing though like I don't think Ekdal's the answer I love Ekdal I think he's an unbelievable defender and I do think if he comes in he'd be brilliant but I just think the track record of injuries is the thing that worries me because like you could have four or five good games with Ekdal and then he could get injured and then it's like you're back to O'Shea and it's like and I don't yeah. When I say this as well, I don't even hate O'Shea because I said at the start of the season, I think Dar O'Shea would be a great Yeah,
0: you, you were buzzing with that signing, weren't but you? From what
1: that. I've seen, I don't think that there was, I don't think that there's, there's been anything where I can sit there and I can genuinely say, hand on my heart, that I feel confident with Dar O'Shea defensively and in the system. We, t- we talked about Trezor from a systematical standpoint, maybe he doesn't work, maybe that's why he's not been in the team, but he's in a position where he needs to be creative, whereas Dara is in a position where you just have to be solid. You have to be solid and you have to play as a unit. And I just think he, he, for some reason seems to be a weak link for me at the moment. And that's no disrespect to him because I also think he's had some very, very, very good games, but, I know, and then again we say that as well. But we've also had conversations about like wh- where would you bring players in, and every single person, all the time, says center midfielder, center half, left back. So if we don't, if we don't want another center back, and we think Dara's the guy, why do we all think we need another center back? Like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But no, I think I think I think that's th- th- that, that. What we've wanted is this though. We've wanted him to be like, what's he starting eleven? This and this feels yeah. like this is it. Like. Yeah, exactly. Odebrecht is fantastic. His ability on the ball is unbelievable. Trezor coming in can only be a positive. I know there'll be there'll be some people out there that just want to hate on him because of like him being the marquee signing and him coming in on yeah. deadline day and leaving it all the way to the end and stuff. And people will like to read into it and, and all that type of stuff. He signed his name on the dotted contract on the dotted line. He's he's got a four year contract. Yes, he can leave probably whenever he wants, and maybe you, you can sit there and think he doesn't want to play for us. He signed a contract. He wanted to be at Burnley. Like, we looked at him all the way through the transfer window. He'll have been getting offers from elsewhere. Like, he's picked Burnley. He's a Burnley player. Just back a Burnley player. And he's the one that, you know, had statistics to back it up from last season. He got 20-odd goals and 20-odd assists or whatever it was, 14 goals and 28 assists or something like that. Crazy stats. So, not having a player of that calibre in the starting 11 for me was always strange and now we're gonna i hope i'm hoping we can see the best of mike trezor on that left-hand side and hopefully the fact that he's he's not just started a game against liverpool and then the next game's aston Villa means that you know he gets taken out because we don't pick results up in those games but i would like to see that I, i i would love i would love to see that lineup be the same i think one of my only issues Yesterday and it, it might, you know, it might not come across very well or be well received. I, I don't mind, but I don't think Lyle had a great game yesterday. I don't think no, his he first to touch was great. I don't think he linked play up very well. I think he he, he wasn't. I, we didn't create a lot of chances for him either. So I think you've got to kind of cut him some slack there. But he 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 wasn't. He wasn't the Lyle that we saw even in the last game, but you are playing Liverpool, so you yeah. have to cut in some slack. And but I I just thought we we did lack we lacked a number nine yesterday, in my opinion. I don't think yeah. when we did have the chances, I don't think we we. we I, plus, especially like I say from that situation, like where he ran through and he tried to dribble and then he just fell over. It's like. When you're in the Premier League and you get those chances where you have an overload of players, you can't afford... And I, I know I, I know it's, it's human and there's things that happen, but you can't afford to fall over when you're on an attack four against three. You just can't... You can't fall over and fall over nothing. And yeah. that pass to Vitinho where he took a touch and could have played it out wide would have had an overload at the back post for a ball into the box and he, he played it short straight into the defender. Like, they're just a little frustrating errors, but we also had it with Rodriguez as well. So he, don't, he I'm not giving him stick, I'm just pointing out I just thought we, we lacked a number nine. That was linking up play like Lyle normally does yesterday.
0: Yeah, I think I think going back to the Fulham game, Lyle played very well with the link-up yeah. stuff, did it very well. There was this, I know I mentioned it on the Fulham full-time show, but I'll mention it again. It was literally within the first three minutes where he dropped deep, jumped in the air, brought it down with his chest, brought one of the wingers in uh, and, and then did it from there. Uh, and we got a corner, which is just something Jay wouldn't do for us. Uh, I think on the flip side of it, and to play a devil's advocate, to your point is... You know, he's had what a month, two months out where he's yeah. not even been training, probably been back to South Africa. We don't know where he's been or what no. he's been doing. It's probably just a fitness thing, I think, yesterday. I, I it's a weird one because I wasn't shocked to see him in the lineup because he's literally the only good option that mm. we've got. But I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Vincent had just maybe tried uh jay against liverpool and then brought foster back in for the mm-hmm. villa game but he's probably thinking to himself well they've pretty much got two weeks off in a minute i won't start any of them against Tottenham in the cup and then they've got the, the winter's break after that so he's probably just thinking yeah. to himself we'll play him and and then stuff like that but um I just uh, I don't yeah. know
1: why we don't put up in. I just I honestly I don't know
0: what, why yeah, mean, there. I yeah.
1: I just don't I get keep, it I keep forgetting there? about him
0: genuinely keep forgetting about him because he just we've just never seen it. it's the same with Benson and Zerori as yeah. well like it just never seemed, to be, never seemed to be here. I'll just quickly bring this comment in from Doc. He says, Merry Christmas, Turfcast team. Hope is still there for the new year. Thank you, Doc. Merry Christmas, mate. Hope you had a good one. Um, I just want to quickly as well mention Charlie Taylor because Charlie Taylor was another player uh, that got a lot of stick earlier in the season. Um, I, I feel like he was a victim of how well Martza did last year uh, in the system. Um, and Charlie Taylor caught playing that system and we struggled to find the balance that we have now, uh, because we all wanted Charlie to play the way that Vincent wanted M- uh, Martin to play last year. Charlie couldn't do it, so now he's he's got he'll do it. We've shifted the balance to the right hand side now. As I've mentioned a million times, but I again I thought he was fantastic yesterday. This is a comment from very early on. It came at 10:32 a.m., so over half an hour ago. So apologies, CM, if you're not still in the chat. Uh, but CM Day says Charlie Taylor gave a great performance last night. Trafford stopped out goal from being a lot worse as well. I agree. I thought Charlie Taylor was fantastic. I think he's in with the shout of man of the match, but we'll. We'll do the man of the match outs mm-hmm. later. So don't stop putting all your comments in yet. You have to wait. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And there was a moment, I can't remember who it was against. I can't remember um, who he tackled, but it was a moment where it was running one-on-one with somebody and he did a brilliant tackle uh, and prevented a pretty much brilliant goal. But the defending side of it, nobody's ever had an issue with it. But another great performance from Charlie yesterday. How old up? Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app at Participating Restaurants 18 Plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just silencing people like game by game. Like he he literally has been one of the most consistent players for us this season. And, and that is testament to his character. Like I say, like, you know, he, when I, when I used to work down here, like he used to come into where I used to work all the time. And I always yeah. used to have like a 10, 15 minute chat with him. And he absolutely loves playing for Burnley. He absolutely loves it. And he's, he's done it for years. And, and, and I, I remember he used to come in all the time and he used to be like, oh, yeah, uh, like I, I remember it was after after the Wolves game ages ago. Do you remember where he got two assists and he assisted, um, by, when we won 2 1 at um, Molyneux and Barnes and Wood both scored headers and he assisted yeah. both of them. And it was that game where uh Daniel Powden's put on his uh, Instagram yeah, yeah, where, I remember that his little cut anyway. on his
0: lip, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And, um, and he came back and he was, I was like, it's oh, you had, you had a great game the other day. And he was like, oh, cheers, mate. And he, he stood and spoke to me for like 25 minutes about that. Or, you know, oh, thank you for watching and all the type of stuff. And uh, we were talking about the game, proper dissecting it like we do on here. And honestly, yeah. he absolutely loves playing for Burnley. So when he was out of the lineup, like, because I'm I'm down here in Leeds, obviously, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like, oh, I feel for him a little bit, to be fair. But then yeah. now, he's back in the team and he is... He's thriving so much and he's doing what he's always done, which is just be just be Charlie Taylor. Like go in, be a good defensive left back, but he can always pop up with an attacking threat. He can he's always there for the overlap. He's always there to beat a man. He's always there to put a ball into the box. Like Charlie Taylor has been a good player for Burnley for years. And just yeah, because we went it. through a transition period and changed the style of play and played with a different left back for a full season doesn't mean that Charlie Taylor has not been one of the best players to play for Burnley in the last decade. He's been brilliant. And this is just testament to him. He's stuck with it. He's gritted his teeth through last season. He's come back into the team and he's took he's took his chance with both hands. So fair play to the kid. He's absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, no, don't disagree with any of that. It was fantastic yesterday. Uh, Matthew Corbett says, Honestly, I don't know why Charlie gets so much stick. Very consistent under dash and I will suddenly not good enough. People have a short memory, which is obviously just an expansion of what you've just said there, Sam. Uh, Milltown Dingle says, Morning, lads. And he goes on to say, I was saying when he misplaced that pass down the line. in the fir- It's the first thing I've seen you do wrong all season. Well, yes, morning, mate. And yes, I do I remember that. And my dad, and my dad were going, um, but Just because it was a particular moment where we needed to, to start pushing. But uh, yeah, that that You know, he played very well yesterday, and I think he's in with the shout-out man in the match. Probably won't get it um, because of somebody else, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Solent says, I've never had a bad word for Taylor. I was shouting for him to be in the World Cup squad uh, prior to the last World Cup. But you know what? As ridiculous as that sounds, the fact that um, Luton Town fans are now calling for their left back to be um, in the England squad. uh, I I can't even remember his name. And I mean, no disrespect to Luton, but Charlie Taylor. Is that, is that who it is yeah, yeah, yeah. um it brings a bell uh charlie taylor has been a lot more consistent over the last what like you said decade um yeah. so back in the day he he definitely should have been in the conversation maybe not so much get get it um asian blogger says we need six i think god if it's not many points but much more than we are tracking against that's in response to a comment to be fair from earlier um which i didn't realize but i do want to bring in a comment from ancient blogger that i did see earlier but we're, we're on a roll so i didn't bring it in mm-hmm. he says i see vincent having put together a team with the long-term view no expecting expectations on staying up this season but using this as a brutal learning curve i think we're all in that point of view now aren't we i think mm-hmm. At start of the season, we all used to go. Oh, I don't just want to write this season off. It shouldn't just be a write off. Um, but I think now the position that we're in, with Luton winning again yesterday, Forest miraculously winning at Newcastle out of nowhere, which pissed me off. Um, I wasn't that bothered about the Luton win because you know it's at Sheffield United. But that that, that that Forest win were a bit of a bit of a blow, if I'm honest, because uh, they're the team that that we're looking to catch, not Luton. Um, but I think we're all in that position now where it's no expectations because of the position that we're in. Um, but we always knew it was kind of like a long term view, long term project, didn't we? Yeah.
1: I think I think it's um. I think it's it's one of them situations. Where it's like you'd be you'd be you'd be quite a strange football fan to not be disappointed at the fact that this season hasn't gone the way that we wanted it to go. Yeah. Obviously, no one wants you to get relegated, but nobody wants you to go eighteen games and only having like what are we on eleven points now.
0: Yeah. I think it's, Yeah, we're on eleven
1: yeah. points. Like nobody. W- you don't want to be on yeah, eleven points and you have played games at this point in the season. Like, you just don't. Like, if you're on 15 points now as well, I feel like you'd be a little bit better because that's like, what, another win and a draw? Like, you're still pretty content. Yeah, that's what that.
0: that's what Luton are on now. And obviously, they've played one game less than us with yeah. the, the Lockheed incident at Bournemouth.
1: And I just think, like, if you're in that situation, you're a little bit better. But I think we've given... We've, we've had a first half of the season where we've had not a lot to sing about, not a lot to laugh about, not a lot positive to talk about we've we went 10 games in a row losing i believe that's correct isn't it we lost 10 in a row i'm not sure
0: uh, i presume including cup i found this on the web <gasps> did you <laughs> um, <laughs> um no we uh, and
1: uh, you, you know like so it spells it hasn't been positive so now we're kind of just in this I don't know about everybody else, but I'm in this kind of position where I'm like, no matter what happens now, like it just is what it is. I'm just going to take it game by game by game and just be like, whatever happens, happens. Like if we win, yay. If we lose, well, I'm used to that. Like, and if we draw, then it's like, ah, oh, it's a point. And it's a big point in the fight for survival, but we've given ourselves a monumental task to do because we're six points adrift now. And, and you don't want to be in those positions. And yes, you can bring it back, and yes, it can all click, and we can have we can win three games in a row, lose one, and win another two games in a row, and you're in a better position. But based on what we've seen, it's hard to think like that. You want to yeah. think like that because you follow Burnley and we all support Burnley. We want we want the team to do well. But this isn't this isn't one of those situations where I want to be, you know, optimistic. I feel very pessimistic and I feel like I've been pushed down that route and the pessimism side of me is it's too difficult and no matter who we're bringing in January we should be bringing in players for next season that are going to come down with us and make us stronger in the championship than we are using buying players to try and keep us in the division because then we'll yeah. end up with like a Vegos situation where you buy a strike at say, yeah. million pound, and he doesn't drop into the championship with you, and he thinks he's better than the championship. And then he goes on loan and goes on loan, and every single transfer window, you turn around and say, "Should we bring him back? Do we think he should play for us?" Fucking it's like a and fucking "Just sack it off now."
0: Yeah, and yeah, you I, I, agree. Those I agree. Types
1: of situations.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who does stay. Um, I think Trezor might be off. Um,
1: I can see a couple yeah. of them going now because, <laughs> because of this, because of the 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 the. What is the word I'm trying to think of here? I'm going to completely change it because I can't think of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of it. Um, because certain players are now playing better, they now they don't look like they're in one of the worst Premier League sides that's ever come into the division. We look like we're yeah. actually in games now, and what we're actually what they're actually doing is is looking good. So, like for example, we could keep Bear, but Bear looks like one of the better players in a. Soon or not soon to be, but like doomed for relegation. Most likely, doomed. yeah. Zeki won't stay. There's no way I'm doing is staying. I'm doing it. There's no way he stays in 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 the championship. Zeki, i Has been one of our more consistent players, and he just looked that good. turn he
0: did yesterday. By the way, that turn
1: unbelievable. It was yeah. so sweet. But we, we so we'd lose him. We'd keep Trafford. I think. We yeah, keep uh, yeah, I
0: think I think um, we keep all the youngsters, even Odebrecht and and i Not th- i Sorry, what's Cole O'Sho? I think we, I think we keep all the youngsters
1: because you've got to think if you if you're a Premier League team, right, and these guys have tormented you week upon week, you're not gonna you're not gonna have to spend 13 million pound on them. Mm. You you, sh- you might probably be able to get them for a bit less, but you're talking for Bear, you're talking maybe 15 million. You're not gonna get 25 for him off the back of this season. Coleosho is the only one who you maybe could sit there and say we could price some teams out from it. But I do, I do, I do very much think like if some if somebody like a Chelsea or a Liverpool came in for Cole show and just said like, oh, we'll give you 10, 15. We've still made a profit on him, but I think you'd be very harsh to say no, wouldn't you? Like and he, and they, those two wide players have played to the point where if a big team came for him, you wouldn't be like, that's weird. Like, because yeah. they look good. Like, they look like good players and they look like they fit. With a lot team. of
0: potential. With a lot of yeah. potential. I think, I think I think that's where a big side might come in for somebody like them uh, because you can look at them now and think they're good. But this, I was saying to the guy next to me on the other side, not my dad, on the other side yesterday, like, Wilson Audubon, what is he, 19? Something like that. I, imagine how good he's going to be at his peak when he's 25, 26, 27. He's going to be sensational. Yeah, he is. Um, But um, Icky Punk says, uh, come on, lads, planning back in the Championship where there's half a season left, for God's sake. I I agree with that in a way, but I think, you know, even the most optimistic Burnley fan, we will be better in the second half of the season. We will be better in the second half of the season. I think even the most optimistic Burnley fan um, will probably say that we are most likely to go down. We've been in this position before, not quite as bad, um, after the Everton game on Boxing Day, um, in whatever year it was, and managed to get out of it. But you just felt like that team had a bit more fight about that I, I do think we'll i do think we'll be better in the second half of the season yeah, put ourselves in in with a fighting chance but when you've got like the, t- the only team that we can probably realistically clutch now is potentially forest because i still think everton will, will move away palace are getting dragged into it to be fair and so are brentford i know i got shot down by suggesting brentford not that long ago but if if the bottom three were decent which we're not But if the bottom three were decent, Brentford would be in a lot of trouble. Same with Palace. Um, So the only team that you can realistically catch at the minute is Forest. And obviously they had a very big win yesterday, which will give them confidence. They're six points ahead of us. Um, Luton are four points ahead of us. Everton, I don't really like talking about them. I even think they might get results today at home against City. Um, But then, yeah, your Forest and and your Palaces and your Brentfords could be dragged into it if we put a run together. Um, But you're going to need the bottom three to start putting them on together to bring them into that, it. That's
1: my thing with the division so far this season is when everybody else needs to pick up a result and everybody else needs to try and get him, get out of it, Fulham picked up four, four, three four wins on the balance and won 5-0 twice. They they were a team that I said we could realistically catch three, four weeks ago, and then they won two games 10-0 on aggregate. Like, yeah. And then they weren't in it then. So then it turned over to Forest. They've just beat Newcastle. Like, at what point are we going to have those situations? At what point are we going to sit there and be like, we shouldn't win that game, but we've come away with a win? It's like yesterday. Like, for example, the, the one thing about that game that annoyed me is they went through a spell of being so nervy and so, like, very much where we could have gone and got something from that game. And that that Goodmanson header... I
0: don't care what anybody says, that is a criminal miss in that situation. Yeah, it is. It the is, ball and across the box. Thing, the thing that made me laugh more about that is he just didn't get any stick for it. Yeah, If, Trezum, it if tre- Imagine if Trezor missed that.
1: Yeah, it'd be horrendous. That is, that is such a terrible miss in a game where you need to pick up points, in a yeah. spell of the game where we're on top against a team that we shouldn't be on top against because they're folding and not... Um, not using game management very well, and they were rising to some of the occasions. I mean, it's not exactly a big occasion coming to Turf Moor, but to, to, to win, um, you know, to, to go top of the league, like, yeah. it's a big occasion for them. So yeah. what we needed to do was go at them and keep going at them. And we did so well at that, like, Odderberg getting down the line, I'm doing getting down the line. We were creating chances. We had Berges header. That header was criminal that was yeah. so both, were,
0: both the headers were. both
1: criminal. of them were bad but that one was that one you free had a back stick like yeah. all the goal to him, at and you headed it over at bar like and people people can sit there and say it was fizzed at him or whatever all you've got to do is put your head down and instead he just yeah. went and just let it hit him in face
0: yeah, it it, it it were bizarre, uh, that head. For somebody so tall, and I know Sheffield United fans have said in the past, you know, he's not great at heading. And I think that's the perfect example of it right there. Just, mm-hmm. just get over it, man. You're so yeah. tall. Get over it. Um, but to, just, to, just to go back towards a more positive chat before we start wrapping it up. Um, Wilson Order Bear um, another fantastic performance from him yesterday a little bit quieter in the first half than he mm. was in the second um, but second half he really tried to make things happen and that's that's the Order Bear that we've seen since he's come into the side after the um, Corley Osho injury um, that kid like I said it, it, he's, he's going to be special really special
1: he's just such a brilliant player but it still hazards the question though doesn't it like like we've said all season long like we bought him for thirteen million pounds. He didn't play till game week fifteen properly. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like all this, like this money could have gone into players that are going to be in the starting eleven. And it's like Cole O'Sho came in, and of course he 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 came in. Um, for like three million quid no one expected him to be anything and he's been unreal so he's the signing that we've bought and has been great value for money but then you've got 18 million pound trezor on the bench 13 million pound order on the bench 13 million pound ramsey on the bench who for some reason got four minutes the other day just yeah. weird like
0: that was bizarre
1: my, my, my thing with it is like as much as I know you have to be like you have to spend money to create an overall squad. I don't think we're in the position to be spending 13, 14, 15 million pounds on players that are going to sit on the bench when we've got holes in the team that need addressing and but Odegaard coming in, like I said, from game week 50, game week 15 I was like, what well, why have we bought him?" and and then now it's like this is why we've bought him because the kid is absolutely something special his feet are great his his ability to get out of a a 2v1 situation is unreal his chance creation is brilliant we we really have got a a gem wide midfield duo of coley osho and 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 bear and the fact that they've got age on their side as well and they play for they play for Burnley and the are tied to long term contracts is yeah. very, very, very good for us. If they were to drop into the championship with us, which I really think they can, but I do think a decent enough offer from a Premier League team could come in for both of them. But if they're in the championship next season, that's the best duo in the championship on the from a wide easily,
0: easily, easily. yeah. And we would Bring oh, it up with them too. Unreal,
1: a bit unreal. Oh, and then, and then, for example, let's say we do lose Anduni, then we've got Ramsey to play the ten. We've yeah. got Foster up front, who, you know, I do think is a good striker. But I think with what's been going on, I don't think he'll have a move on the horizon. Um, yeah. Midfield wise, I think Brownhill and. Um, I think Brownell and Berge will go would drop down with us. Again, we're having this conversation like we're going down. There's still a huge chance, but I'm just I'm talking in a hypothetical, so don't shout at me in the comments. Um but then the defense as well, I think the defense stays the same. Dara drop down, Bayer would drop down. I think there might be a couple
0: of people that look at Bayer because
1: yeah Ball Bay, are, Bay is the only
0: one that could potentially leave, I think. Yeah,
1: I think Trafford stays, Routinho stays, I think Taylor stays unless Leeds go up, in which case there's always conversations about Taylor going back to Leeds. Um, so I think there's a lot of players. I think Zaruri should stay, but to be fair, if he didn't want to stay, then fair play to him because he's not even looked at at the moment. And then Benson yeah. as well. Like, if I, I still think Benson will play a part in this team, but it's whether or eventually. not. This is a, this is a block that was linked to AC Milan six months ago for 25 million. It
0: million. Like that that move won us the championship. Literally yeah. did like that it move is. that he did won us a championship. He did it like what 15 games in a row to exactly. the point where when he did it at Blackburn, I went. He's going to cut inside. He's going to shoot. He's cut inside. I went. There he is. He's going to hit it. He hit it. I told you. Just, yeah, he, he just knew it was going to happen because he's, he were, he he's were, an unreal player. But he is, man. We- he's class
1: if we have those players in the team and let's say we do lose Trezor and, you know, we do send Brun Larson back and, I mean, I mean for example, to be fair, Brun Larson for a million quid in the Championship next season, you might as well do that.
0: Like, yeah, that's a point. But,
1: you know, then obviously, I, then I think Nathan Redmond would leave because he's he's still Premier League experience and he'd still go to a, a lower-end Premier League team. So th- there's a couple of players that I think could, could potentially go, but the squad that we'd go down with, and the squad that we'd be able to invest into is really, really good. And I, th- I, think then that still goes to the the question of the whole company debacle that we've been talking about. That's why Company would still be my manager in the Championship
0: because yeah, it surely the, can do it already.
1: The, the caliber of player that we'd bring in, the 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 way that we'd play, the the style that we'd that we'd implement with players, and the Championship is a. You know, it's a hard league. It's a very hard league, but it's a blanker canvas than the Premier League because the Premier yeah. League, it feels like you you move up into the Premier League and you're playing against robots all the time. Like people are just yeah. like, you get beat by a system every week, don't you? Like, you don't look at, for example, you don't go to Aston Villa and look at Ollie Watkins and be like, oh, he's one of the best players in the league. He just scores like 15, 20 goals a season because they play in triangles and get round you and square it across the box to him and he taps it in. Like, that's what nearly every team in the Premier League does. Like there's only like five or ten very good players in the in the Premier League. And then there's like the rest of them all just fit a system constantly.
0: Yeah, I, I saw something the other day that said football's kind of lost its romance now you're just playing against systems all the time which which kind of which kind of goes to that. Um but that's that's just the way that football is these days. I just want to pick up on a couple of points um um that uh, in the comments um well they, mainly this one from Matthew Corbett uh, I was thinking about this the other day because I had to do a video for one of um who was it uh, Green King and one of the questions was what what's your worries about Afcon? And, I, and my point was, just for those reading on the uh, listening on the podcast, I'll read the comment out. Matthew Corbett says, AFCON can't come quick enough. Uh, a lot of teams around us will be missing a few players. That will be a good time to pick up a few results. And he's spot on because I was looking at it, like I said the other day, Sheffield United will have about four or five players, I think it is, going to AFCON. So they're going to be considerably weaker. They're already dog shit, let's be fair. So they will be considerably weaker. Luton have like three. So Luton are going to have a few players missing. And we play them I think in the middle of it so that's mm-hmm. going to be good for us hopefully we can pick up a result there against Luton because let, as much as we've given them grief over the season they are showing that they actually a decent battle inside. they might not have the players they might not have the quality but again mm-hmm. they found a system that works for them and I know of some people earlier in the season but in our comments for some reason were slagging off um uh what's he called their manager um but it's um I'm trying to think of his name now what's, what's their manager called um, Luton's manager. Lewis. Yeah. Rob Edwards. That's it, Rob Edwards. Don't know why I couldn't remember that. But they found a system that works for them and fair play to them. Um, so it's 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 one of them things. Uh, but AFCON, yeah. Um, we're not gonna have anyone going. Maybe just Aurora if Morocco pick him. Obviously, mm. there's a debate about Foster, but company's still strong. He's, he said no twice now. So, unless Lyle turns around and says, Look, I want to go then I, I don't think he's going. So we could potentially get stronger as Lyle gets better and fitter while other mm-hmm. teams are getting weaker. So AFCON could work in our favour, couldn't it, mate?
1: Yeah, it could. It could very much so. Or it's lose yeah. seven, apparently. But if they lose seven, then that that's madness. But for me, we have, to, like, I've very much gone into this kind of, this shell last season. It felt like, like, oh, I could go at anybody. I could I could go at Birmingham fans for absolutely no apparent reason because, like, we're Birmingham. Look at how great we've been and stuff like that. And, like, now, I very much feel like I just want to focus on us. I'm not bothered about what other people do. I just want to keep winning. I want to keep us being positive and playing positively free-flowing football and, you know, really going at teams, really pressing, you know, pressing back lines and really giving the fans something to shout about because, like I say, in fairness, I don't think we've had half as much as what we should have had to to sing about this season um and i think we're in a position where i, I like I say i just i just want to see us i just want to see us win games and play well yeah and whatever falls into place falls into place and then it is what it is isn't it like if we win and forest win then it is what it is you can't change it so we just have to keep winning. But the only thing that we're in control of is our performances and our results. And we have to be better at that. We can't rely on other people anymore. Like, you've got to focus on what we're doing.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, we start winning games. We put ourselves in with a chance. And that's what we need to start doing now. I've only won, what, three games all season? Is it off the top of my head? Yep, three. Absolutely, yeah, United and Fulham. So that's not enough. We need to win more than that in the second half of the season. We need to be winning, probably what, five, six games in the second half of the season? Minimum, just to be within within a shout. Um, so, yeah, obviously we could do that in the second half of the season. Right, mm. we'll start wrapping it up, but obviously, because we are getting towards the hour mark, it is Christmas, kind of, still. Um, so, you know, we have families and lives a little bit um so you know we do need to we do need to come off um but before we go we obviously have the man of the match debate everybody please get your comments in who was your man of the match i think we can all pretty much agree on this one there'll be some people like earlier who will suggest other people um but i'm gonna go for trafford kept us in the game um kept us in the game in the first half without him it could have easily been three or four and it could have been another you know villa tottenham chelsea performance like earlier in the season um but it's not just the fact that he played well yesterday; it's it's him coming out the other side of all that criticism as well. Mm. Like he's like, this is a bit dramatic, but it's like a phoenix rising from the ashes, uh, and it, and it, and it's good to see. Uh, like I said, a bit dramatic, and I, and I accept that. And but it's the best way to put it. But um, yeah, I had a lot of stick earlier in the season, a lot of people calling for him to be dropped. You know those free Murich shouts and stuff like that. And you know, like I've said before, I do feel like some of the criticism. Was justified, so I don't personally feel bad for coming on here and criticizing him uh, and criticizing him on social media because apparently, um, he does go on social media, he does go on the Twitter clouds hashtag, and he does have a look at the comments that people are saying. So it must have been tough for him, man. It must have been tough for him, but the fact that he's come out the other side of it is getting better and better and better. I'm sure he'll have more stinkers, I'm sure he'll have more bad performances, but he's a kid, so it's going to happen. But he's getting better and better and better. So for me, my man of the match yeah. yesterday was James Trafford. How about you, mate?
1: Yeah, I, listen, my, mine is a toss up. I think there's one clear one, but mine is a toss up between Trezor and Trafford. Because yeah. I, I think I think like I say, I, I still think Trezor was the bright spark in the team. I thought he was Don't the disagree, who was who was getting us forward and was looking um, was looking to create and it was what else was in front of him, You know what he was doing wasn't bad, it was where it was going wasn't able to bring the ball down and really get it going. Like I thought what he was doing was pretty good. So, um, but then, like I say, amongst all that, it is James Trafford isn't it. Like, you know, the bloke did absolutely fantastic again. Um, you know, the criticism of him was warranted back at the start of the season, but now the praise is warranted. Like he deserves yeah, to be 100%. praised for how well he's yeah. doing. And, and I think, long may that continue and i think it will i think it's all been a learning curve for him as he's a young lad and i think we're now in a position where where we really are going to kick on and he really is going to be our keeper i think performances will get better as well and they are getting better and things will start to fall into place and we will start to play better and pick up some more results but James Trafford has been a fundamental part of some of those games so far. And yesterday was no different. Yes, we lost 2-0, but it could have been 5 if he wanted in there. So, fair play to him. Really well done.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Doc Holliday says, Man of the match, Trafford, even with their second goal. Solent says, Man of the match, Trafford. Matthew Colbert says, Trafford. Ancient blogger uh, says, traffic. Andrew from Always Claret says, Man of the match, Trafford. But a shout out to Trezor and Audubere. I will get your video up later, mate. Uh, thanks for sending in your fan reaction. If you do want to send fan reactions in, by the way, guys, just drop us a DM on, on Twitter. We'll sort it out. I like Turfcast to be the voice of the fans rather than just the same faces on it uh, every single week. Um David Trafford. Sorry, David Trafford says Trafford. I've got to make a joke about that being his dad then. But um <laughs> no, Trafford. Trafford, not Trafford. Um, Suey says, Trezor for me, look very good finally. Just a shame the annoying product wasn't there. Uh, but we can't <laughs> argue with Trafford though. No, fair enough. Asian blogger says the criticism of Trafford are re- reminiscent of the game when he joined United. EG2 week. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Uh, and Solomon goes on to say Trafford can and will improve. He's only 21. The average age in the Prem is 28. I saw something yesterday um, and I don't think there'll be enough time for you to find this stats on it, but somebody, Icky Punk, by the way, says, man, ma, ma, man of match of the day. Um, I think you've <laughs> meant to put oh, uh, man of the match, mate. Match of the day, Taylor, just for that challenge on Salah went through on goal. It uh, confused me there. Uh, but yeah, I, thought, I saw somebody say a stat yesterday that said, even if T- uh, Trafford played with us for the entirety of his contract, he would still be younger at the end of that than when Nick Port was when he made his burner debut. So that's how young he is. Obviously, keepers in their prime uh, mm-hmm. Early to mid thirties. It's not like an outfield player where it's. In I was going to say. Like,
1: goalkeepers are goalkeepers can play till the forty because they don't have to run as much. Like yeah. so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I've still got a lot of faith in him. And yeah, hundred really, percent. Me too. He's really showing as why we should have faith in him now. So.
0: Yeah, no, agree. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. Uh, Always a pleasure to have have you coming on, especially around by Christmas. I appreciate the effort. Uh, Thanks, everybody, in the comments as well. Uh, Just for those of you that have joined late, uh, there's been a few, obviously, Andrew from Always Clara, uh, David Trayford. um, There's been a few of you that joined late. And if you aren't aware, the stream does stay on YouTube when I press end stream now, so you can watch it back at your leisure, and the podcast will be out pretty much um, instantaneously. So I'm just going to put the the, the, uh, the podcast out now. I'll also be doing the fan reaction videos now as well uh, before I go downstairs and see my actual family. Um, so thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, in the comments for commenting. Thank you again to Sam for coming on. Always a pleasure. And thank you to those listening on the podcast. I will try and do a pre-game show. For Villa, I'll message Luke from uh, the Villa page. He's normally quite good. Um, so I can imagine that I will have a Villa fan on soon. Uh, I'm going down to Villa. Looking forward to it. Taking my little boy. Um, so it should be a good crack. I'm not expecting much from it, though, um, if, if I'm honest. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it's looting after that. And that, that's, that's the one where we've got to be focusing on, really, I think. Um, but, yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style
1: with Quinn's.